It is a beautiful, wonderful day here at the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be rocking with you guys once again. Uh, here we go. Another week, uh, another week closer to uh, bowl season. Another week closer to the one of my favorite holidays of Thanksgiving. Uh, food, family, and football, as the saying goes. Happy, looking forward to that. And uh, just a great day. Seems like, uh, you know, the weather has turned. Uh, watching some of that matching this week. It looks like the the you know the midwest and the northeast getting hit with some snow so uh winter is here i mean i think te- i think it's technically fall until december 21st but uh it's here uh, the snow's here so here we go let's buckle up for the end of football season i can't believe that we're getting so close i don't even want to think about it but we have some really fun things planned for the off season as well so here we go let's rock with it uh, today in the big 10 football focus podcast of course we'll be doing our betting preview uh we did promise we're going to be doing the anger meter for all of the co- for all of the teams, and then uh, just going over briefly the college football rankings, and then like like always wrap up our betting preview. So let's start off. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, college football rankings released again uh, this last uh, couple days ago. It is uh, Georgia 1, 2 Ohio State, 3 Michigan, 4 TCU, 5 Tennessee, 6 LSU, uh, 7 USC. And a lot of people are kind of freaking out about some of these, the placement of these. Uh, We'll obviously dive into it probably a little bit more in depth uh, in the coming weeks as as we're kind of preparing for it. but let's be honest, LSU upsetting Georgia is definitely on the table uh, in that in that championship game. Now, obviously this week, you know, I don't think either one of them lose. They, they think they're going to win out. The, the You know, LSU will be 10-2. Georgia will be 12-0 going into that championship game. But that is, that is definitely on the table. And, you know, is the argument that you put a two-loss LSU team in? I don't think so. I still think that Georgia wins, but LSU definitely creeping on up there. What do you do with a one-loss Tennessee, which arguably would be the best loss, uh, you know, with the only loss to Georgia and not a conference champion, along with an Ohio State and Michigan, which are, with everyone argues is, you know, them, Georgia, are the three best teams in college football. What do you do with an undefeated TC? you and a US uh, may, uh, potentially a one loss USC team now USC will probably have to I believe the Pac-12 is doing it where they take the two best records to go to the uh, Pac-12 title game so in that case they would be playing Utah and they do have UCLA um, I believe it is this week so we'll see how that kind of affects things going forward uh, UCLA kind of dropping a game a dumb game against Arizona um, last week so they, they obviously dropped uh, quite a bit in their rankings uh, and then just the rest of uh, the rest of the 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 Big Ten, right? You've got uh, Penn State sitting at number 11 uh, Illinois falling out uh, on, on an unfortunate fall from grace there uh really interesting kind of seeing where the committee's at uh obviously a lot of questions we're going to probably dive a little bit deeper into it uh on on next week's podcast because we'll be about a week out i'm hoping that we get a couple of upsets that we could see uh, an lsu drop or a tennessee drop or a usc obviously alabama and clemson have had their time in this in the sun uh, i don't know what you do with a two loss utah team are they better than a three loss lsu team i mean a lot of a lot of different scenarios that we'll be able to 
play out with you, but we just want to uh, be just want to let you guys know. So we're we, as promised. Uh, we've been we've been kind of teasing it a little bit. We we want to do it. So uh, we will be talking today about the the anger me- meter. How angry should each individual, you know, team be uh, that haven't made the the uh, bowl eligibility? Now, uh, currently in the Big Ten, we have six teams that are not bowl eligible. Um, the other ones at least have six wins. Uh, so we've got Michigan State, Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Rutgers. And we'll be going over those teams. So we're going to start off with a team that I don't think really needs to be that angry, and that is Indiana. Now, Indiana is the losingest uh, college football program, has the most uh, FBS losses. Uh, They passed it this last week, or not last week, but this last year, last few weeks. uh, As I I don't think you're really mad if you're a Hoosier fan. And maybe Hoosier fans, reach out to me, let me know what you guys think. But I don't think you're that mad. Uh, Tom Allen, a few years ago, got you to 6-2 on a goofy year. But you did it. You kind of broke a code. Uh, You were ranked 7th, as high as 7th at the time so that was a phenomenal ranking and and I think you're just kind of you're just kind of content uh, being Indiana you just want you want to be relevant uh, right now he's tw- uh, you know Tom Allen going into the season 26 and 32 obviously I have a few more wins 29 uh, and and you know what 40 or, or, or so. Uh, I think he's done a great job. I think he'll continue. I, I hope that he stays there. I think that the university likes him. It seems that like he's really well liked by his players. Uh, everything's got to be perfect for Indiana to be good. And I think you know that as a fan. I don't think you're that angry. Now let's jump uh, to the next team that I think that would be have some some moderate anger. So on a, we're doing a scale from one to five, right? The next one uh, is Rutgers, and I would say your your anger meter is sitting probably about a three out of five. And I'm basing this on again. Let me know if I'm wrong, but Shiano has stepped in. This is his third year. He came in on a weird 2020 year. I, I'm kind of doing that as a throwout year, uh, unless it's really good. It was difficult time. Even 2021 was goofy, but you did get to five wins. Uh, you know, Rutgers did get to that five win mark last year. They were five and eight. Uh, they have. <laughs> I mean, if you wanna if you wanna look on the bright side, they have lost that uh, home. Uh Big Ten losing streak. I think it got all the way up to 22 before they finally, you know, beat Indiana this this uh, year. Your Rutgers, your four and six this year. You have two really tough teams at the end, uh, but I think there's promise uh, at Rutgers. You did beat Boston College, who's an inferior ACC team, but definitely on your level. The only reason why I feel like you would be a little angry is why are we in the Big Ten? Question mark, question mark, question mark, right? Uh, in the Big East, Rutgers was dominant. Uh, I remember growing up with, with Louisville, West Virginia, and Rutgers was kind of the staple there. Cincinnati had some pesky years as well. And I was saying you want to regress back to the American athletic or anything like that. But it seemed like in the Big East, things were going well the first time when Shiano was around. And now it just doesn't feel like Rutgers has ever gained that traction in the Big Ten. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just football. Maybe they're great at, you know, lacrosse. I I don't know. I I follow college football. But I think that there's a moderate level. I'd say, right, if you're a three out of five, you want to be more relevant. Uh, You did go to a bowl game last year. uh, So there's that. And you hadn't been to one since 2014. But you look 
you know, behind that, it was 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, and then seven-year break. So I think there's some moderate anger. I think that uh, the people at Rutgers still trust Shiano. I trust Shiano. I do think that he's going to continue to to uh, push forward uh, with the Rutgers program. And I think kind of like Indiana, everything's going to have to be perfect for them to have a good season. You're going to have a down season of, of a Maryland uh, and Indiana, you know, beat them in a, in a head-to-head, a Nebraska having a down year this year, and then be able to capitalize on those close games. Um, and it just hasn't happened yet, hasn't materialized. Four wins not bad. We'll see if they can get to five in the next couple of weeks. The next one we have right now is Michigan State. And I would say their level is... I would say a smidge higher uh, than Rutgers. Look, Mel Tucker. Let's be honest right now. Uh, two and five in in twenty twenty. Uh, last year, eleven and two. These are not his kids. Uh, obviously, recruited in, in in would be his fourth year. Would be next year. So, uh, Mark D'Antonio. He. These are like the the tail end of his kids. And right now, I mean, I would say, we'll say 50-50. So he gets 50% of the blame uh, on it, 50% not as far as the personnel. But Michigan State has played uninspired. They haven't played very well this season. Was one game that you walked around way and you're like, dang, Michigan State played incredibly well at all facets of the game. Last year, you could make that argument. You know, you had Kenneth Walker, right? You had some playmakers. Uh, but this year, just not impressing uh, whatsoever. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens going forward with with Sparty but you, you gave him a really big contract you hope he pulls it out uh you know hopefully he he gets at least one win he gets a win this week against Indiana and then uh on to, to Penn State I don't think you win that game seven and five is well below than what Sparty is capable of and so I'd say there's again I would say I'd be a little bit more mad uh than what Rutgers is at at uh, at this moment the next level up, uh, as I kind of see it, and this is kind of, you're, you're now enraged, uh, is the Wisconsin Badgers. Look, Wisconsin has had a very long tradition of just absolute superiority. Uh, they're one down year, eight and five, uh, and that was in 2019. In the last decade, they did go eight and six in 2012. So I, I think you're pretty pissed. Uh, Paul Chris just wasn't doing it for you guys, for the Badgers. Uh, you know, he, he his, his highs were of decent success and his lows were all right. Uh, if you want to be right in the middle of the pack and that's just where you want to live, then that's fine. But again, I, I've, I've said it over and over again. I think Wisconsin is the best hiring spot out there. Now, a lot of people would say Nebraska. Nebraska has been irrelevant. They're, they're next to irrelevant. Wisconsin is, you know, just a few years removed um, from going to a Big Ten title game, obviously losing to um, uh, Ohio State. But in 2019, 2017, they went to a Big Ten title game. This is not a relevant franchise, or franchise program. I think that if you get the right personnel and you get the right coach in there, I think Wisconsin becomes very dynamic. I think there's a lot of promise. I think you could bring it into the future. I don't think, uh, you know, I, I think you, you embrace the tradition of the past of, of, of uh, you know, a Ron Dane, a Jonathan Taylor, a Monty Ball, but keep an eye to the future. I think there's some phenomenal offensive coaches out there, and that's exactly what I would do if I was Wisconsin. But I'd be pretty pissed off. This has been a pretty pathetic season overall, uh, sitting at five. Five and five going into your last couple of games, uh, which you should not be in this position at all. 
And then the top two, um, and Wisconsin was a four out of five. Uh, Michigan State was a three out, three point five out of five. Uh, Nebraska and Northwestern are both five out of five. And uh, we'll start with Northwestern and end on Nebraska. Uh, if you're a, if you're a Northwestern fan, I just would put like the tired emoji uh, next to your face, just because I think you're just tired of it. A three and nine season. Uh, you're an academic powerhouse, but really in the last. You know, five years we'll go from 2018, nine and five, three and nine, seven, two, three and nine. And then this year, one and 11, question mark. That's what it's looking like. Uh, that can't happen at Northwestern. I'm not saying that Pat Fitzgerald needs to be fired or anything. I think he's a great coach. But there for a while, it was kind of rocking and rolling. Uh, you've hit some down years, and I'm just waiting and hoping to see if he can bounce back. But I'd be pretty pissed off with the way that the team has played the last few years. And hopefully, I mean, 2020, throwout year, right? Yeah, they played well, but... You know, some teams didn't even fill teams out there. Weird year. Uh, but 3-9, and 3-9, and 1-11, not looking so hot. I mean, I guess they could go to 3-9. and nine. And then the final one is being Nebraska. I just think if you're, you're in Nebraska right now, you're just done. You're done with it all. Uh, you know, they, they, they fill out that stadium. It's the only thing you've got in Nebraska. And you, you think you go get the, the prince that was promised of, of alumni uh, bringing him in. And just, you know, insert fart emoji here, right? Just nothing. And so I'm not, I don't really think that uh, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I'm very, I'm pretty unconsolable. Uh, I would just hope that we get a new coach and get things turned around. But it's not going to be a quick turnaround. I think Wisconsin next year, bam, they get the right guy, 11 and 1. 10 and two easily. Uh, Nebraska is will will not do that in a year. It, it's not it's not at that point unless you get a crazy name and get some insane transfers. Which I don't see. I think next year if you get to a bowl game, you consider that a victory. But right now, Nebraska is a. a if you're a fan, you're pretty mad. So that's been our anger meter. We wanted to go over that. We've been kind of teasing it a little bit. Uh, we'll do the Big Ten as a whole probably at the end of the year. Again, in the offseason, a lot of fun plans. So let's jump into our betting preview. As always, uh, we always do a general PSA. Uh, obviously, we, we're going to bet every single one of these games. That is the rule uh, that we want to do. We'll be giving out two different picks uh, that we'll be doing. If you want to just bet the money line, you just want to take this team, walk away, uh, win a penny, then uh, bet a penny, win a penny, you're happy, then then fine. Then then you can you can use my pick there. We're going to focus on the spread. Again, This the, right now uh, we are sitting at 55%. So we've taken a couple hits the last couple of weeks. We're hoping to get back on track, you know, kind of lift it to that 60% mark. We're 5% below of where we want to be. We've got a couple weeks and some bowl games to do it. So let's go. Let's jump into it. Uh, and this week, I think the story of the the Big Ten is weather. How will the weather be affecting uh, the games and uh, where they're being played at? What 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 is it like overall? So we're going to start off with Illinois-Michigan uh, right out of the gate. Now, this is a really fun game. I think this is Big Ten football the way it's supposed to play. I think it's going to be a really quick game. I think Illinois has a very good defense. I just think Michigan has proven time and time again they have superior athletes. Uh, they, they, they play good teams, and they just you know, absolutely roll them. It does look like it's going to be snowy. Uh, the forecast not looking uh, too promising, about 29 degrees and snow, if not absolutely freezing temperatures. I think that bodes well for the run game. I think Michigan's hog mollies up front dominate that game, uh, but I don't think it's going to be an absolute and total blow. 
I think that Illinois' defense can definitely hang around. I want to be actually taking Illinois plus 18. Uh, I think it's going to be 27 to 10. Again, I think the, the weather's going to have a major factor in this. Even Nebraska almost covered last week. I know it was a little bit more points than this, but I think uh, Illinois' defense will keep them in it enough, uh, and, and they have enough offensive firepower. But again, weather, the key factor here, if it's snowing, it's nasty, it's not good, it bodes well for, for teams that are run heavy. Both teams are run heavy, and that means that you know, long drives, but it doesn't mean a lot of scoring necessarily. So I'm going to be taking Illinois plus uh, plus 18. The next game up we have is Indiana taking on Michigan State. Right now the line is at 10. I think there's absolutely some great value on this line. Uh, maybe Vegas knows something that I don't know, but the line has actually fallen uh, from where it started. It's actually opened at 13.5, has dropped to minus 10. I think that's a phenomenal number. That's about where I would be betting it at Uh I think that uh, it's going to be it's going to be tight. Uh, I think Indiana uh, tends to play these games tighter. What people want to give them credit for, um, I think again, uh, name of the game is weather. It looks like it's going to be snowy. It's going to be cold. You know, 26 degrees in East Lansing. Uh, I want to go 21 to 10 for Michigan State to pick the win up uh, over uh, over the Hoosiers of Indiana. Indiana. Next game up, we've got uh, Purdue, the spoiler makers, taking on Northwestern. Again, Northwestern, probably, I don't know if I've hit a Northwestern bet except one, which was like the first of the year. Uh, very difficult team to bet. We've been, we've been struggling with them, uh, but it doesn't matter. We're going we're gonna to see if we can get this one. Uh, right now, the line uh, is all the way up to 18 and a half. Uh, I, I think that Purdue is going to take care of things here. It does look like it's going to be sunny. No snow in the forecast it, you know, in uh, in Purdue at the Boilermakers home stadium. So uh, I'm actually going to be taking uh, Purdue with the points. Now they'll probably eat, you know, I'll, I'll eat my words later, but uh, I think Purdue plays well. They showed last week that they can do it against a very good Illinois team. I think it's going to be 27 to 3. I think uh, Purdue kind of jumps out. Uh, the, the hardest thing with Northwestern right now is 1 and 9. What are you playing for? Uh, you can't just be playing for next year because next year's not here, right? There's always next year. Uh, so I want to say I want to say uh, twenty-seven to three for Purdue over Northwestern. Next one up, crazy line actually started out as minus three, has now jumped to minus ten and a half in favor of Wisconsin. Uh, it's uh, I actually had it written down as as Wisconsin minus three and I was like, oh my goodness, you're getting incredible value. Uh, but it looks like some some big numbers have came in. Even as we've been talking, uh, this line's been kind of moving. Uh, it's gonna be cold. Uh, it's it's gonna be, you know, again, big ten ground and pound uh, action. I think that Nebraska is going to keep it close enough, though. I don't think Wisconsin can pull 10 points ahead, especially after last week. I want to say 30-24 for Wisconsin. Uh, I think they cover that that 10.5 points uh, Nebraska does. At home, uh, they're going to be playing for it in front of the crowd, so uh, they're, they're definitely going to be playing hard on that, uh, just under that one. Next game up, we've only got three more, is Ohio State taking on Maryland. Now, Ohio State has had, again, a really high highs and, and some pretty ugly lows. But, 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 I'm very curious to see if they can keep it tight. 
for the game next week. Not this week. Next week. Both Michigan and Ohio State are in very peculiar situations. Undefeated, going into the second to last week, playing really good opponents. Not bad by any means, but good opponents. Can you take care of business? That is the question. Can you do it? If you can, glory be yours. Undefeated, two semi-trucks just going right at it. Old Western movie standoff. Can they do it? Yeah, I think they can. I, you know, I think North, or I think uh, Maryland kind of showed their colors last week. I think they're a good team. They're a fun story. Uh, I think they go to six and five. I think Ohio State takes them uh, and gets a win here. I'm actually going to say uh, 42 to 10 for Ohio State. Uh, I think they cover that uh, that point, even though they're on the road. I think Ohio State's going to be very dynamic. I could see an upset. I could flip it and completely see the upset. But I think in the most likely scenarios is, is Ohio State blows them out and gets ready for that game against Michigan. Uh, they might be doing a little bit of gamesmanship. That's the only other thing that I can think of is that they don't want to show their full hand. They don't want to show plays that they play against Michigan. They play a very vanilla style uh, game and just get out of there with a win. Uh, in that case, I would actually take Maryland with the points. And so we'll definitely, I w- again, I w- if I were you guys, just as a preface, Check the starting lineups. Check how it is that first drive. I know you get same-game parlays and stuff like that as the line is moving within the game. Watch how Ohio State comes out because they might be overthinking that game against Michigan. I don't think they will. I think they take care of business. It's going to be bland, very basic, but I think they win. Last couple games, we've got Penn State taking on Rutgers on the road. Uh... Not much to say here. Rutgers will be absolutely fighting for its life. I think that uh, Penn State could, you know, I think that they could give them a little bit of a run, a little bit of a scare through the first half. Penn State's played really well the last couple of games. Uh, Really since that Michigan's game, they played well uh, despite, you know, one quarter against Ohio State. They played uh, exceptional football. I think they cover the points right now. It's at minus 19. Uh, I would say uh, Penn State uh, 38 to seven over Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers falls to that uh, seventh loss of the season, uh, potentially knocking them out of bowl eligibility, but we'll definitely keep an eye on this game uh, as we go through it. Uh, Weather doesn't seem like it'd be too big of a factor. And then finally, in the last game of the, the the week of the Big Ten, it is going to be a freezing cold one on the frozen tundra that is Minnesota. A lot, a lot of bets have actually came in on this so far. I think it's the most bet line, uh, that line and the Michigan line sitting uh, around the same amount of bets so far. Uh, right now, Minnesota minus two and a half. I think that's a phenomenal line. That half a point is what gets me, and that's what pushes me over the edge to, to get that three points. If it was three points, I'd say a push. I think that's right where we're going to end up. I think Minnesota's offense is just slightly better than Iowa's offense, and I think they're going to be able to separate themselves, especially being at home in the cold. I think they take care of business. I think Minnesota is playing for everything, and 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 they want to at least keep their name competitive in the Big Ten uh, West race. I think that uh, Minnesota wins by three. I want to say 24-21 Minnesota. I think Tanner Morgan kind of takes control at the very end and kind of wrangles uh, rallies and wrangles the troops, and uh, they're able to, to rally, uh, get a last-second field goal would be my prediction. Uh, I know I've been out on Iowa. I haven't bet a lot of Iowa. Uh, it's just hard to bet them just, just the way 
that they've played this year has been been pretty ugly. Again, this is week 12. Cannot wait. We, uh, we've we had another wonderful couple of podcasts. Uh, as we prepare for next week, Rivalry Week, of course, we'll be doing the same kind of things as we always do, same podcasts where we'll be doing the recap of this week and, and uh, then the... Uh, the gambling show uh, where we'll only have the Big Ten game in a couple of weeks. We can make these shows a little bit more dynamic, maybe a few more viewer questions, uh, focusing around you guys and what content you want to hear, uh, as well as predictions for college football playoff. Uh, and maybe just talking about college football world. Again, we, we talk about this a lot. This is your guys' podcast. Uh, we want we want you guys to be uh, here with us. We want you to talk with us. We want you to engage with us. This this is you guys. This We're going to call it how we see it. The best thing about college football is the passion that the fans have. Don't be afraid to follow us on Twitter at Big Ten Pod. Again, subscribe to this podcast and all of the, the podcasts within the Lose Media family of podcasts. I hope you have another great week of Big Ten football action and stay warm out there. It's going to be cold. Oh.